Ready for a little bit of nerding out on storytelling? Because me and Dana Neeland do just that on episode 106 of No Boring Stories. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools, all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and my first time that I remember going to a theater was seeing Les Miserables when I was like eight years old, younger than that, and I fell asleep within like 10 minutes. I love the show today. Look, today we wanna talk with Dana Neeland, Dana is a speaking and storytelling coach. She was originally trained as an actor. She fell in love with helping others to feel confident, being in the spotlight and sharing their gifts with the world. She is now following in her dad's footsteps as a storytelling teacher. And she's been teaching, speaking and growing her business through storytelling over 20 years. She holds a master's degree in adult education and she is here to help you share your voice and continue her dad's legacy of hope one story at a time. This is a special episode where I get to really just talk with another storytelling expert. She's specifically a storytelling coach doing something very similar to me. And so there's a couple things I want you to see here. One, I'm not showing up in scarcity and like shutting her down and being like, I can't have her on the show because people will see that she's a storytelling coach and then hire her instead of me. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's about highlighting other people and saying we're all in this together. So you're going to see that for sure. Also, you're gonna get a ton of value as we talk shop. We go back and forth, sharing her story, talking about the storytelling elements. And then we talk about five main types of stories. This is part of Dana's content. And as we go through those types of stories, we actually go back and forth sharing a story for each of those types. It's a lot of fun to work with her and to talk through this. And I really, really enjoy this conversation. I know it'll bring you great value as you continue to develop your storytelling skills. So here it is, my conversation with Dana Neeland. Welcome back to the No Boring Stories podcast. I, of course, am Alex Street. And today we're going to talk all about storytelling. I mean, what's new, right? But I've got a very special guest here who is also a storytelling coach. So we're going to have a lot of fun here. It's going to be super helpful for you. Dana Neeland is in the house. Dana, how are you doing today? Oh, great. I'm just super excited to be here with you, Alex. This is going to be fun. Even as we were just talking in the in the pre show green room, shall we say, and kind of like, where do we want to go with this? And I just love the opportunity of having another person on the other end here who loves to just jam out about storytelling. So I think we're just going to dig in to the good, the bad and the ugly of storytelling today and see how we can help our listeners feel good about that. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's roll. <laughs> okay. So let's give, give me a little bit so we can get to know you. Obviously this is, what do you do now? What do you call yourself as you show up now and how are you helping people? Yeah, I call myself a speaking and storytelling coach and I, I work predominantly with coaches, really supporting them to discover and share their signature stories in yeah. their coaching and in their marketing. Yeah, it's so good. This is what's great. I'm like, oh, we're so similar. Like, let's get in and let's help these coaches 
tell their story better. Okay. So as they're doing that, what does that help them do? What do you, what do you see the, the feeling that people leave with when they're done working with you? Yeah. I mean, storytelling is so powerful on a number of different levels. I mean, first of all, you know, we've all got to talk, we've got to get out there and promote ourselves, right? There's just so many barriers that come up to that. It's such Mm -hmm. an uncomfortable thing for almost all of us. Right. And so a lot of the the people that I work with, there's that big barrier of just, you know, I don't want to feel salesy. I want to find a way to promote myself that feels really authentic. And so when they can lean into their story and be building that connection through empathy rather than just pain point, pain point, pain point. You know, there's just not only is the message really captivating and, you know, and, and successful to reach who they want to reach, but also there's just this feeling of authentic confidence that I yeah. see unfold that I'm so passionate about. You know, I love yeah. how people feel confident to really step into the spotlight so they can, you know, share their gifts. There's, we're all, you know, connected to one another and all trying to really make the world a better place in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Authenticity, confidence, Mm -hmm. captivating. Confidence seems like a big, the big one there. You said confident authenticity even, but Mm -hmm. like, that's good. So then, okay. So where does this come from for you? What's give me your, your journey to get here. Where does confidence begin? Yeah. In your life, where did you just yeah. come out that way? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm a trained stage actor, but I was, I was shy at one point in time. I was very mm-hmm. shy. Yeah, high school was a really hard transition. And I think I probably spent all of grade eight, like staring at the floor yeah. and, you know, just trying to weave my way through. And then I, I, we had this theater troupe come to our school to do performance and I'm watching this show and there is a woman who was part of the ensemble performing and she looked like me, like 10 years older, you know, she looked so much like me. She had like, you know, it was like this little carbon copy. And so I yeah. was mesmerized by her. And at one point in the performance, she looks out and she spoke directly to the audience and she was looking right at me and it just hit me. And I was like, wow, she's, she's so comfortable in her body. She she seems so natural. She seems like she's having a lot of fun up there. And Mm. I was like, so impacted by this, you know, way that she could kind of help me feel what I was feeling through her words. So that was it. I was like, okay, I (laughs) want to join drama. And it it began from there. That's really the the very start of it. You know, I started. So there's this what was the shyness then? Like, what was that around? What do you remember? Like, I mean, sure. Like we all go through these sort of identity issues and all these things, but like, what was it? Was it fear? Was there something attached to that? Like, what do you remember? Oh, well, it was just the, the, you know, going from a smaller school into a bigger school, Mm -hmm. it's like just figuring out who you are in your identity and then finding your voice to express that. And figuring out, you know, I just remember feeling so awkward in my body at that age, you know, just so uncomfortable being really uncomfortable being let alone any moment where I had to stand up in class, you know, to present and my knees are knocking together and I'm shaking and sweating buckets. Right. So, but, but yet there's this, there is this yearning inside to, to be myself right. To feel confident, to express who I was and kind of figure that out. Yeah. So, yeah. And then of course there's, you know, there's, there's like all these boys, right? <laughs> it's, and I okay, was so, like super shy about the boys. Like, I didn't know what to do about the boys. 
<laughs> we so no. I used to be a, I, I used to be a youth pastor uh, for yeah. and specifically focused on junior hires. So like this age, this like ten to fourteen was my like specialty. Like that's where I worked with. And so the amount of exactly, it's just even as you're telling this, I love it. Just on a storytelling perspective, you talk about the awkwardness of junior high years, and everybody can go, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, yep. And then they get this image of themselves. There's actually some resistance to it, I think, because we don't want to go back and, and see ourselves back then. But I see myself back then and I see how it felt. And it's all these things you're changing relationally, physically, cognitively, socially, spiritually, sexually. All these things are changing and you're trying to figure it all out. So, of course, you feel shy. Like, there's this, yeah. like, of course, you want to figure out who you are. But then you see this vision of yourself or version of yourself on stage. And you're like, that's who I could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we want that feeling to just feel like, like comfortable being in our own skin again. Mm. And then I think it's like, it's almost like I, I feel like that it, it still happens for me. I still, I, I, I love to speak, obviously, because I love to teach. I love to reach people, but I still get nervous, you know, almost every time. And it's like dropping back into that part of ourselves, right? It's like, here we are in the world where, you know, we're mature, we're adults, yeah. we're out there, we're professionals. Then all of a sudden, you know, click the, you know. Yeah. So what's, you say you feel nervous, you even, as you show up now, sometimes you Mm -hmm. still feel nervous when you go to speak. What's, Mm -hmm. what does that feel like? Is that a similar feeling to when you were younger and feeling uncomfortable in your body? What, what shows up now around that Mm -hmm. nervousness? Yeah, I I get some of the classic symptoms that come up for people around nerves. I start to notice that I get a little bit of those butterflies in my stomach and uh sometimes I'll, I'll you know you'll notice my i'll notice my mind is kind of like going through different thoughts mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know like the over prepare or something like that and i but it's different now for sure because i have so much excitement about what's happening and 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 that's what i know how to do you know is to yeah. connect into that excitement because i love people and so i love the opportunity to connect i love that opportunity to reach people and really help them so that, you know, that's all there. That's so different. Whereas at that point in time, I would have just been bombarded by it. You know, it's like, Oh my God, right. get from class to class in the hallways. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what's so interesting, right? So I think people today, cause I, yeah, I face this all, all the time, right. With conversations that I have around the, it's called the fear of public speaking to mm-hmm. put it in a big form or stage fright or anything, but it's just some levels, just like a fear of showing up and just, just yeah. sharing your, your authentic self, especially when we come to like talking about your story, I find there's such a, it's almost this like bigger fear attached to that. Do you see that? That like when it comes to sharing our own story, these other, mm-hmm. these fears come in, like they swarm in, in a, in a whole oh, different yeah. way. Absolutely. Yeah. I see that. Definitely. I see that a lot with my clients and I experience it myself too, that, that really big question of how do I, Uh, share my story in a way that's going to be personal yet professional and how do I kind of you know differentiate that from a story that I might still be working with privately for my my own growth right like how do I kind of feel into that and yeah and there might be stories that I wasn't ready to share at one point in time because of where I was at in my life but now Mm -hmm. I am and now you know and it it links and it, it comes in and connects and will be really relatable for for my clients so yeah that journey of discovery I find is such an important part of the process 
Yeah. So I, I love what you said there, but yeah, there's different stories that you learn to tell even along the way that, that some, maybe you're not ready to tell this story, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll, I'll be talking with people and they're like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can, you know, they've had this horrific childhood or something and, and lots of abuse, even in their home or in their family. And they're like, I don't know if I can tell that story because my dad is still around and like listens to my stuff and I don't want him to be the bad guy. I was like, don't like, you don't, you know, don't tell that specific story. And I often focus on like, be general, just talk mm-hmm. about like my childhood was, was very difficult mm-hmm. and I felt boxed in. I felt contained, whatever that is, put some words to it, but you don't have to talk about a story that you haven't necessarily healed through mm-hmm. or that involves someone else. What's your yeah. advice when somebody would come or th- have that yeah, that, that similar a, thing in their mind. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's there's a lot to unpack there, but there's there's sort of a few things that we, we might look at. Like one is just how to really recognize in yourself that that sort of what's happening inside you and that kind of somatic experience you're having. And I mean, we're human. It's going to change from day to day, moment to moment. And so much comfort is going to come from the practice and, and the exploration of it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause we've got, we've got, we'll have our, our own kind of inner experience with that particular story. And then we've also got our own inner experience of just speaking publicly and sharing our story for the first time. So right. just working within that range. And then I, you know, really the structure creates, so it helps us with that so much when we learn those skills, like what you're talking about, we can be more general, you know, we can be more right. bird's eye about that part. We can, you know, take a creative liberty, you know, yeah. to, to speak about something that's really true for us, but we can, sh- you know, shift small details to create that distance yeah. uh, or create anonymity where it's needed or, mm. you know, dive into, you know, share something that's an important aspect of our journey, but yeah, not leaning into it hard and getting really into all of those details that we're not ready to share or might not be really applicable to the point that we're wanting to make. Yeah. story. It's like sometimes we feel like an obligation. I mean, we've got to tell our story, you know, be really authentic about it all. Yeah. It's an art form, right? We're using that. We're using story in order to be really intentional with our message yeah. and be, you know, so for our listener, because it's for them, you know, it's okay. for them to have the impact. Can you, can you go, I would, I would love to hear more about that, how you see mm-hmm. that the obligation. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, feeling like, oh, I have to tell the whole thing. My story's too big. Mm-hmm. My story's so huge. I think that that word obligation really mm-hmm. like pinpoints exactly what you're saying when you say mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. You feel like there's an obligation to all the parts of your story. Mm-hmm. How would you help somebody navigate that? Well, we really need to come back to that foundational thing of why we're telling our story. You know, mm. story has this power to build connection. Story has this power to, you know, help somebody come to their own conclusions about something. Story has this power to, you know, create the sense of belonging, you know, remind us that we belong. Story has this power for us to, you know, really, you know, teach, you know, really, really, really make a specific point. So why are we telling that story? And mm. it comes back again and again to that listener, right? Like when we can get really sink into the shoes of our listener and what's the purpose, why are we telling that story? Yeah. Then, you know, then we're bringing in what's needed to build that connection, right? It's like, it's for them, you know, it's like, it's yeah. we're sharing our story so it can become their story in a sense. And That's it's personal, it. but yet, you know, it, the whole purpose is to bring us into connection with another person. 
right? So do they need to hear the whole story? Is that really going to be beneficial for them? Right? Because we might feel this like, oh my gosh, I've, I've got to tell my personal story and personal mm-hmm. feels so huge and so big. But when we start to look at it, it's like, our life experience is so vast. We can be personal, but, you know, really intentionally and pull in what's, what's that that's going to help me to connect to my listener. Yeah. yeah. Do you have... I love that. That's so good. It's, I, I think what I just got from that really jumped out was, yeah, we share our story. So it becomes their story. Like it's this mm-hmm. shift from, it's not, it's about you, but it's actually about them. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, and when you shift that, that responsibility or that sense of uh, that it is, it's you, it's an obligation that you have to respect and share your, no, no, no. Think about what they need. Mm-hmm. Think about mm-hmm. what they're, what they'll respond to and mm-hmm. focus on that. Do you have, I'd love to hear like, what's your process mm-hmm. for, you know, somebody comes to you, they're like, Dana, I, yes, I'm a coach. And I know that storytelling is important right now. I know it's an emotional connection. I, I know it's a big missing from my marketing. I'm only talking about what I do and how I do it, but I'm not talking about mm-hmm. why I need your help to yeah. really un- unlock my story. What can you just open up? Would you yeah, be willing to share sure. kind of what your process yeah. is? In yeah, that, what that looks like? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I take people through what I call like a three-step process. So that really? first step is all about the discovery process, you know, really understanding the power of storytelling in our business, you know, why, why is it so powerful? Why, what's, you know, what's the science behind it? Why, mm-hmm, why does mm-hmm. this work? Because that can help us to understand how to be strategic with our storytelling. And then, you know, there's all kinds of different blocks that come up. So, you know, things to help us get into like the right mindset and feel really, um, you know, confident in our expression and our creativity and, and then start to draw out, like, what kind of story do I want to tell? Like, what are, what are, what are those key themes that I want to be talking about? Is this, you know, I, I help people to craft like their origin story, for example, that's one mm. of the key stories that I help people to craft. So it's like, oh, well, what is that? Let's unpack that a little bit. And then after the discovery, I move into the, the, the development stage. So that's really making sure people really understand story structure you know, and teaching that, you know, chunk by chunk so that we can really wrap our heads around it and know how to utilize that structure so that it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I break it down to like, I, I teach kind of five, five key types of stories um, that they can bring into their business. So they can really kind of know, you know, what direction do I want to go with that? And then, you know, once we've developed a story, it's like, then we're moving on to the delivery, you know, like step three, it's like, okay, I've got this story where, what's the strategy? Where am I going to use it in my business? How am I going to bring it in? And am I going to bring it in through my print marketing? Am I going to bring it in through my, and and then if, and then when we head into speaking, there's a whole other kettle of fish there, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to, I want to share my story with my voice. Then we come into public speaking, right? Then we come into our vocal instruments. Then we come into how do I, how do I bring that story to life? How do mm. I connect with emotions in a way that's going to, you know, keep me in relationship with another person? How yeah. do I speak with more impact and intentionality? All of those things. So discovery, develop deliver. and deliver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I'm a sucker for uh, alliteration. <laughs> it's so good. We like that, don't uh, we? <laughs> yeah. What about you? Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's so interesting because as we talk about this, this is where I love it. It's like, look, if I was in scarcity mindset right now, I'd be freaking mm-hmm. out. I'll tell you what, Dana, but because we get to come into this in abundance and say, mm-hmm. yeah, of course we're sharing, let's both show up in our strength and share what we've learned and what we've mm-hmm. gained because 
my process looks very similar and I don't need to tell anybody else on this, on the podcast, they can go back and find it and see it, but it's very similar to like first session. Let's just, let's discover, but it's like, let's Mm -hmm. focus on your story. Second session is like, let's really unpack that and turn it into a message. And then third Mm -hmm. session is like, what's your content? How are you showing up with this? Mm -hmm. So I call it story message content. You're like discovery, develop, deliver. And and I'm jealous of the alliteration, but this is, it's, it's a very, it sounds very similar where it's, we have to first look at you. And I find people are coming being like, I've tried sharing my story, but I don't, I don't know. It's not working. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, like, have you, it's the discovery. It's like, what story are you telling? Like, what, mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? Yeah. And how are you telling it? Yeah. So, right. What are you focusing on? What's the point? Is it just telling a story for the sake of telling a story or is there, mm-hmm. is there a transformation? Is there an end goal there? Are you drawing people towards something? Yeah. Yeah. So as you actually, I'd love to, can you, would you be willing to talk about, I'd love to hang out here for a little bit on those, the, the five types of stories. Is that, mm-hmm. is that cool? Yeah. Can you open that up? I'd love to, yeah, to totally. jam out on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've used another. Uh, I've used an acronym, so they they help you to become a lover of storytelling. So mm-hmm. the first is the le- that legacy story. So really, you know, your that bigger picture. What's your vision? What? How does what you do fit in with a you know the larger picture of what's happening in the world? Or what's mm. that? What's that that you really want to pass on to the next generation? You know, so that 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 kind of story. Can we play with this a little bit? Mm-hmm. So legacy story. Okay, so where you fit in the whole picture yeah, of humanity. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a story that speaks to, you know, your real passion for why you do what you do or, a, you know, a story that, you know, what are you here to leave to the next generation? What's the bigger, what's the bigger picture of the work that you're doing? Brilliant. So when I was, I won't go long on these stories, but it's, mm-hmm. I'll give you, I'll give a 30 second shot for each of them. Yeah, I didn't really, when I was a junior higher, I didn't really know who I was or what I did, but then I got into acting as well and thought that was going to be my path. And then I was in a youth group and a youth pastor gave me a chance to speak to an audience for the first time and said, do you want to do the message next week? And I said, yes. And it was terrible. And he said, do you want to try again? And that moment shifted everything for me where I saw not only can I fail and try again, but my people want to hear what I have to say. Mm. And for the next, I mean, for 20 years up to this point, I'm still showing up and sharing my message with an audience because somebody saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm. And that's exactly what I'm doing with my work today. And I think that we can all do for each other. Yeah. How's that? Is that a legacy story? I love that. And I feel that connection to what you're doing, you know, you helping. I love that line. Somebody saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Like if Mm -hmm. you're out there and helping people to see something in themselves that they don't see in themselves so they can be sharing their voice for for the next 20 years. That's just exactly right. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful gift. Is that so? So look, critique this if as it is like, is that is that kind of what a legacy, like it's somebody, somebody passed something on. What are you passing on? Yeah. Kind of I think thing? that would be a great legacy story. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I think these, these, you know, five, so I stories telling is vast. I, there are no limits on what the kinds of stories, yeah, and the number of stories and the ways we can create stories. 
but we want to bring in some tools to help us organize a little bit our thoughts mm -hmm. and to get us started and to get the creative wheels going. So yeah, I love the direction that you took with that. But yeah, I I, I would say that that definitely fell into that category. And okay, cool. so we want to use that category in order to get into our creativity and start creating our stories and start thinking about where I might use it. I feel like that story would really you know, in, it, 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 it would really hit the hearts of your listeners to inspire somebody who's like, yeah, I really want to get into, find that voice in myself that I'm going to be bringing mm. through for the next 20 Especially years. Especially for to coaches, inspire. right? I mean, yeah. seeing what we do, right? Yeah. It's pulling that out for, and then you think, of course, coaches are in this game because they want to help someone with where they're yeah. at and what they've got. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so what you and I are doing is, is that is helping yeah. them see, oh, why don't you use this piece of that and share mm -hmm. that out? High achieving entrepreneurs and public speakers, this is for you. You know that you've got something important to do here, but why in the world are you doing it? And even if you know why, how do you talk about that? That's why I'm so excited to invite you into my one-on-one -on -one story coaching process. Through this three-month journey, we will go into intensive sessions to uncover your story, turn it into a message that matters, and then create content specific to your context and business today. I have worked with dozens of clients that have experienced major transformation through this experience, and more importantly, have discovered the transformation that they have already gone through in their life. Because when you know how you have transformed, you can communicate that so your audience knows how you can transform them too. Look, 96% of consumers buy based on emotions. And if storytelling is our greatest tool to spark an emotional response, then you better learn to tell your story today. And one-on-one -on -one story coaching is the best way to do it. Go to alexstreet.ca to get the conversation started or reach out to me on Instagram at streetsays and say, I'm interested in one-on-one. -on -one. And let's talk. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Okay. So good. Good feedback. Yeah. Um, origin story, define yeah. that. And then we'll see. So, where that goes. I mean, there's lots of different, you know, sometimes people will talk about that as your founder story or your origin story or your signature story, but I, I call it the origin story. And so it's the story of your business, you know, mm -hmm. like, how do you, how are you introducing people to, to introducing yourself and your business to, to others? Like what brought you from here to there? You know, how could you introduce? So this is introduce? essentially what you, you found that you solved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like what you went into at the beginning, mm -hmm. right? Like you, we, we, you know, kind of quickly, is that right? Like we, we kind of, I guided you through it a little bit, but was that, is that the origin story? Yeah, like this is who I was. And then that I usually use for my origin story. I, I kind of have another story that is a bit more strategic in that. I want it to hit certain points that are really going to be relevant for people to see where, where I go with the work that I do, but that story. Yeah. I think that the story that I told could be, it, it could be in that category as well, or that. Mm -hmm, well, why don't you kind of another one? There's, there's, there's a number of different potential origin stories. Do you want to, I mean, take the mic give us yeah. your origin story. Yeah, like I'd, I'd love story. to hear that with the strategy. I love like pulling, right. Yeah. I love pulling the curtain back and like, no, this is what we're yeah. doing here. And there's actually strategy to this. Sure. Um, this is I valuable stuff. Been. I'll be really succinct with it. As you know, I was a trained stage actor and I had a pivotal moment on stage one night under the hot lights in front of 300 people that definitely changed the course of things for me. So I, 
I have been cast as a narrator. This started to happen in my career. And I was, this was the first, first show that I'd been cast as a narrator. And I was just doing a really awful job. Like it was just going horribly because I had no scene partner. I had no character to hide behind. It was just me speaking directly to the audience. And my director, she was this really fiery woman. She had like piercing green eyes and she was like so frustrated with me she's like stop moving around stop acting just stand there and speak from your heart and I was not able to do it and so opening night came and I was like embarrassed mortified nervous you know I did my best I went out there I'm kind of going through the paces but it was like totally disconnected and then all of a sudden I am delivering this story to the audience about the lived experience of war and I look out and I see that two-thirds of my audience are of the generation to have lived through war and I had this moment it was like time stood still like a little light went on that everyone could see and it was beyond a kind of like pin dropping performance moment it was just a feeling of profound interconnectivity and just my first experience with that feeling and I really realized I'm a vehicle. You know, it's not about me. It's it's for them. It's, the story is for them. And it was such a profound experience that it sparked this, like instantly from then on, I, I knew that my passion wasn't to teach and I or wasn't to perform. I wanted to teach. Mm-hmm. So I went and dove into that. But I, I really didn't want to teach actors. So I started working with really marginalized communities and I was bringing theater into like adult literacy classrooms and working with at-risk youth. And I kept getting this feedback again and again and again. They're like, hey, this is helping me, you know, feel confident to tell my story and to break my fear of speaking publicly, you know, in front of people. And it was just, you know, it, it took me a while to have the courage to kind of go, oh, I want to be in a business. This is what I want to do. But it was like that. That's where that light bulb kept coming on because the transformation was so huge. I would watch people who were you know, at times like overcoming immense barriers, living on the streets, you know, and they would find this confidence in their voice and this empowerment in sharing their stories with their communities through, you know, they just needed the skills and the support to do it. And then all of that was there for them. So yeah, that's how it all began for me. Also, I have a storytelling, I, I, I grew up with like a crazy hippie storytelling dad who just really did incredible things in our community through his stories so he's definitely a huge part of my thread Mm -hmm. I feel like that's amazing and beautiful but I feel like so so as we've talked about two types of stories here with Mm. could you work you could work your dad's story into more of a legacy story Am I right? I Am I understanding do. that right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because that's right. like this bigger picture of what I'm right. doing and the bigger picture of storytelling. You know, whereas with the origin story, I I, I want to build in an opportunity to talk a little bit about my expertise. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the amount of years I'm doing this, I want to, you know, there's a pivotal moment that I can share that, you know, people can relate to that that challenge of, of speaking publicly that kind of mm-hmm. comes up in it, you know, the aspect of storytelling. And that's kind of a shorter version, right? So if I yeah. had more time, I, I could weave in a little bit more to kind of weave together. For sure. Speaking and storytelling. Really pull at the heartstrings. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, it is. Life does, right? Life pulls at the heartstrings. It's good. 
Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on. I love that example. Thank you for sharing that. Cause it yeah. is, that's, that's a great example of, of what is the origin story. And it's really yeah. this, yeah, I think it comes down to a, a moment when like, oh, this is what I can do. So, yeah. okay. We're going through lover, right? Is that the acronym? Yeah. So V is for your values stories, but I include like values and interest stories. So sometimes we want to use a story that's not speaking at all about so much about what we do or, you know, or definitely not our offer, but we just want to connect, right? We just want to be mm. able to network and connect in with people. So, you know, it's just really stories that can help us to, you know, illuminate common experiences, common values, common okay. interests we might have with our listeners. Can I give that one a shot? Yeah, please do. Okay. So, <laughs> so then just, I was like, okay. When I was a kid, I remember going on one road trip. We went to Florida and my parents surprised me with Disney World. It was incredible. But as I got older and have my own kids now, we've decided if we're going to travel, that's how we're going to travel. We're going to create road trips because of the memories that happen on the way to the destination. And so this July, we planned for two years to go on this month long road trip. We called it the big things trip where we got in a van and we traveled around North America to see the big things. We saw Monument (laughs) Valley, Grand Canyon, Sequoias and Redwoods, the ocean, the Canadian Rockies and back home 13,000 kilometers because I wanted my kids to see the big things. I wanted to see the big things Mm -hmm. and my wife and I both know that big things are coming in life and we want to pave the way for that. Mm, mm. So that's where we are. I love it. So that, so when you talk about values, that's what I'm thinking. When I hear that, I'm like, okay, so somebody hears that. I probably could have, I could have landed that plane a little bit better, but when someone hears that they go, Oh, here's a guy who loves his kids is, is Mm -hmm. an active parent is Mm -hmm. um, big on experience Mm -hmm. and loves road trips like I do, or like I don't is big on family vacation. Like there's all kinds of things that I brought up in that, that somebody might listen to and say, you're kidding. You too. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. And I love how at the end, you just kind of wove that into an opening, you know, to kind of go somewhere else potentially. Right. Like my wife and I know that big things are coming yet in the future. Right. Yeah. We love that feeling of expansion and growth and that can go so many different directions, you know, like you can start to talk to somebody about what's coming up for them in their life and their business. You can, yeah. you can talk about something that's exciting that's coming up in your business soon, you know, through that. Yeah. You, yep. yeah you've hit all those connection points there. Ooh, that's good. It's funny. Cause yeah, I'm like, Oh man, I kind of left it. It was an abrupt end. And you're like, actually, I love that because it opened. Like that was ending. an open end. I thought it that's was very an open good. ending. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love this. Okay. You're going to do the next one, whatever E is. Oh, I, I am. Okay. You're going to do it. I'm going to put you on okay. the spot. Uh, yeah. I'll be trying to be really succinct with it. So it's, it's an educational stories. So, you know, it's really okay. broad, right? Cause all stories help us to teach, but we're out there and we're putting out so much educational content, you know, in our businesses, possibly we're teaching in what we do. Right. So how do we leave those stories in that's going to really hit a key point that we want to talk about. So one that I like to use is, so yeah, like I, I mentioned my dad, you know, full on hippie, enormous heart, you know, big headband, long hair, full meal deal, horrible at business, <laughs> horrible at business. So one day I, I was visiting him and he's on the phone with a credit collection agency, but he's on the phone with Jan because, you know, he had, had <laughs> like a lot from of the calls. office, <laughs> yeah, he'd had a lot of calls with the credit collection agencies and he knew everyone by name and him and Jan knew each other quite oh, well by then. Boy. So he's on the phone with Jan and 
you know, my daddy, he loved his his chats with Jan because he loved chatting with everybody. And so he'd get kind of excited, <laughs> sit in his favorite green lounge or grab his chai latte. And he's like settling in, he's going to listen deeply to Jan and like, you know, try to get to know her. And of course, wield the conversation off of his debt by telling stories. And so, you know, at some point, I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but like, I, I know I got hungry. I left the room, get some cinnamon toast. I come back and my dad is mid process of telling Jan the story of her new career as a horticulturalist, you know, her dream job. And like line by line, he is painting this picture of exactly what she's going to feel and see and, and, and how it's, what, what it's going to be like for her to wake up every day to do this work that's so purposeful to, to her. And then, and then he goes on and he starts telling Jan about his best friend, Beth, who was going through this severe depression, but she put in this new landscape, you know, to help her move through that challenging time. And in Beth's own words, she like, she'd hired this young woman, this horticulturalist to help her. And in Beth's own words, this horticulturalist had saved her life. Right. right? And I can tell through like the soft tone in my dad's voice and, you know, and the pauses that Jan was just hanging on his every word. So, you know, my dad had built a bridge between Jan's current circumstance and where she wanted to go. And Jan had started to walk across, you know, and, and this is like, because stories, stories are so powerful because they invite us to come to our own conclusions. They don't tell us what to do. And when we come to our own conclusions, that's when we make really empowered decisions in our lives. That's when we're ready to take that action step forward. So yeah, that's a little mm, story. That that's good stuff. I love that. So your, I love how your dad like just hijacks the conversation. Yeah, I know you're here to talk about my debt, but what if? It sounds so much like my dad as well. Oh man. And he's such it's, a good listener that people would really go into it with him. Mm-hmm. Really? And then painting a picture of, of a preferred future for, for Jan yeah. that yeah. she, I love how you linked it in there. And you're like, it's, that was so seamless. You're like, you see what happens? Jan actually stepped into the future because the story she heard and saw helped mm-hmm. her make her own, mm-hmm. come to her own conclusions. That's so good. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Let's, let's go into the last one. What's here. Last What's one's the re- your results, results story. So yeah, I mean, you know, a story that's going to really help somebody understand what they're going to gain from working with you. So, you know, sometimes I'll tell story like, uh, like an actual client story, you know, a st- mm-hmm. you know, a story of what a client's gone through to help that. And uh, sometimes there's other ways to go about it too, but often those are your client stories and, or the stories that are going to lean right into your offer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, okay, great. So I've got this, I'll go right into that. Cause I actually, Mm -hmm. I, there's a lot of weird feelings before I go into a story. There's a lot of weird feelings that come up for me around that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm trying to figure out why that is and what that is. If there's, if that's this voice of fear and imposter speaking Mm -hmm. up again and being like, nah, Alex, you don't have that. You don't have the results. I'm like, yeah, I do. Like I literally have notes and notes of clients that I've followed mm-hmm. up with and like, what results did you see? And then they spit it back. Mm-hmm. And yet I sit here and you're like, here's a result story. I'm like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. what do I have? What do I go to? So whatever that is, just to, just to reveal that and open that up. Yeah. Do you sense that? Do you feel that? I as feel well? that too. Yes. That's why I think it's like that process of like, I want to make sure that I've got permission to tell that story. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's an important piece to telling that mm-hmm. story, those stories for me. It's like, okay, 
do you, are you I'll right. often write a, a client story and then I'll send it to my clients so they can review it, you know, and make sure they're comfortable with, you know, wherever I'm going with that story creatively of their experience or yeah. kind of support them to craft that story, you know, themselves so that I really know that they're feeling really down with it. I know that's a really big part of it. And then there is that second part of just like, ah, like promoting ourselves and really like, that aspect of marketing, like that, that next level of marketing. Right. So I definitely feel that too. So yeah. Well, which is brilliant because when you get to a results story, and this is what I love when helping people kind of figure out how do you get a testimonial from someone? Well, you realize that like, it's not, it's actually not about me. It is about the client. It's about the person Mm -hmm. who I'm going to tell the story about. So this story is going to be about Nadia and, Mm -hmm. and it's not about me. So if I'm sharing Nadia's story, then that's here we go. Like you're going to be inspired by her story. And yes, I'm a character in there, but it's not about me. This is great. So a couple of years ago, Nadia came to me and said, I've got a story that's so big. I don't know how I can tell it, but I know that I need to tell this. I'm just so scared. Nadia came from a background in a cult and really had to make her own life. She was a single mom. She was also a fitness instructor. So getting like very physically strong, but still internally, like could not share her story of how she broke out of this, this box that she was this containment, this abuse that she was in Mm -hmm. to find herself and become the stronger person than ever before. And Mm -hmm. through that journey, I helped her find that voice, find that story, see the simplicity of it so that she could get up on stage and go to an open mic night and share her story of breaking free and going from scared to strong. And as she did that, somebody else came up to her afterwards and said, I've got a story just like that. I need to be able to share my story as well. Thank you for doing this for me. Cause now I know that there's a future for me. And so when we see people make a transformation, I can't stop this. <laughs> I can't stop this work. When I, if I'm going to keep seeing people live in the transformation that they have been living through and then go out and share that for others and continue their message on, this is why we do it, isn't it, Dana? It sure is. Yeah, absolutely. And just, you know, I was thinking about that conversation we were having earlier of, of just, you know, what story to tell and which stories are too personal to tell. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's just times where we're ready and it's so impactful for us to tell those deeper stories. Mm. You know, it's just like, that's such a, I love that story that you told because it just illuminates that so much. It's like how empowering it was not only for Nadia, yeah, 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 yeah. But but how like that ripple effect that starts to yeah. happen? It's like her story inspires someone else to tell their story, to tell their story, to tell their story, and we're finding ourselves, our voice, our courage. You know, our connect, reconnecting with our humanity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so good. This was so fun. I'm so glad that we locked in with what we did there on kind of those. Let's walk through the five stories, and we just mm-hmm. ripped. So, so kudos to you for just going with the flow today. Because I did show up, and I was like, I think we'll take it this way, and we'll see where that goes. I love that kind of stuff. I'm thankful that you stepped into it with totally. joy and and <laughs> with a creative spirit today, which I figured you would. Yeah, such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. This has been so good. If somebody wants to connect with you so that they Mm -hmm. can really unpack and uncover their story and turn it out to the world, what's the best way to connect with you and get that conversation started? 
Yeah, you can connect with me. It's, I have a really unique last name, so you can find me. So it's Dana with a Y, like daytime, and Neeland with a K, like that body part, like the knee and land. So <laughs> think of the sun and the land of knees. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, you can find me through all my socials through my name. So yeah. Okay, excellent. And um, I mean, I'm, I honestly, if you're listening to this, you need story help, go find Dana. You, you've got a taste of her, her gentle spirit and encouraging nature and her passion for getting your story out into the world with a, a great structure here. So I just want to encourage everybody to, to go and connect, absolutely reach out to her. It's fantastic work that you're doing. I'm so glad to link arms with you on this journey. You too, Alex. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about the work that you're doing. And I hope that I hope we're going to find other ways to connect and support one another. It's just really, really awesome. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation. So please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.